You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 89. We're discussing Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. Kind of a mixed bag episode. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. That was like take five to start that. We <laughs> That's spent... being generous. Like 15, maybe. <laughs> we just spent the first like four minutes trying to get that out and just laughing our asses off. <laughs> you should just leave that in, you know? People would think that they stumbled on the wrong podcast. Maybe we'll throw it in the back end of this. Yeah. Like, a, like an extended edition. <laughs> Ooh, DC special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This is a little bit of a mixed bag episode, like I said there. it's We've done a lot of reviews the last couple of weeks. We did The Defenders. We did The Avengers. So if you haven't checked those out, go back and check those out last couple of episodes. But we've got a lot of news to catch up on, particularly in the Star Wars, Marvel, and DC realms. There's comic books. There's action figures. There's movies. There's Rebels coming out. So we've got everything hitting us from different angles here. And it's a great time to be a nerd. I'll have to say that. Yeah, I mean... November's coming up, and around the corner, you got Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, Star Wars coming out in December. Yeah, you already saw Kingsman. Too, I already saw right? Kingsman too. Yeah, I really liked it. I don't know why critics were so harsh on it. Um, was it as good as the first one? No, they but never are. <laughs> well, Dark Knight, Godfather, mm-hmm. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What <laughs> uh, one quick uh, critic review was very strange. Um, this lady wrote that she didn't like Kingsman two because she found it unrealistic, and in the movie there's a uh, statesman and they make whiskey. Very strange review. She goes, I ha- I gotta find the exact review, but she talks about how in um, real life the statesmen are modeled after Jack Daniels, and Jack Daniels has an operating profit of 125 million, where in the movie statesmen had a profit of three billion. And she's like, oh, that's clearly unrealistic. And I was just like, is this what you're basing oh, your review yeah, lesson on? Lesson learned here. We don't go to a movies to get our history lessons. Yeah, right? exactly. Like that. that is get just like embarrassing for critics. Like this is, this is my opinion of film criticism today. It's it's not very good. Yeah. Except for us. Yeah. Always. Top notch. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> all right, guys. Before we get into some of the discussion on the news and comic books and all that, I just wanted to, to say a few things here. And... We kind of debated at the top before we started recording as to if we wanted to talk about this, if we wanted to say anything about the incident in Las Vegas. And the first thing we want to do here is just offer up our condolences to all those who lost loved ones and who have been affected by this horrendous act of violence in Las Vegas. This is a place that Troy, you and I frequent. We go down with friends. We go down with family. Yes. So it's it's hard to understand these type of things. And... I have views on this, and I realize this isn't the forum for this, but I will say one thing, that as much as people want to fight it and all that, and wherever lawmakers that in the States, strict gun laws have proven to be effective. They are here in Canada. We're not allowed automatic weapons, semi-automatic handguns. And to be honest with you, all of those type of weapons are made to kill humans and to kill humans fast yeah. for no other reason. Yeah. Not self-defense, not for hunting. It's for killing. Yeah. So something needs to be done about that. I, I'd stress to go check out what Jimmy Kimmel said 
I retweeted that earlier today on Tuesday. This this stuff really bothers me. I, it's senseless violence, killing people, innocent people, wrecking lives. But we just wanted to offer up our condolences to everyone there. And hopefully at some point, someone gives their head a shake in the government, lobbyist lawmakers, and they grow a conscience or something, a set of balls. I don't know. Because something needs to change. I'm yeah. tired of, of seeing this every six months. This yeah. is I don't even want to go down there. I go down there on business. I go down there on family. I'm going to eventually take my daughter down to Disneyland, Disney World. And this isn't even a place I want to go anymore. Yeah. Like, it's scary. Yeah, it's horrible. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's. That's all we're going to say about that. It, it's it's always hard to segue away from these things into more joyous things like comic books and all that. But it's also something I think needs to be acknowledged. There needs to be voices out there opposing even though it's I, I understand that we don't live in the states um, we're, i'm very proud to live here in canada because of the gun laws and all that that are here to prevent these type of atrocities right. uh, but i just want to get that out there and say that uh, as as a country as a community as a fandom everyone's standing behind these people that have have just gone through hell and i hope that at some point in time this this does change yeah well said tim and you know Sometimes when the world gets, you know, seems like it's a dark place, I like to go, you know, put on a comedy movie or just kind of shut my brain off for a while. So hopefully, you know, bring some levity um, to your life. And hopefully this podcast, I mean, you can sit down and enjoy us for the next hour, hour and a half, however long it's going to be. And uh, just get your mind off uh, some of the state of the world that we're living in because it's, uh, you know, they like to think it's a scary place, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tough out there. Yeah. So that being said, gentlemen, I think it's time to drift off into our fantasy worlds, uh, the the franchises and the comic books and all that that we love that brings us joy. Your happy place. Yeah, our happy place. From Happy Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing I just wanted to say as as we segue away from this, I just want to send out uh, congratulations to Talk Star Wars and Tumbling Saber. They both made the jump to Patreon over the last couple of weeks. Boom. And they're Woo-hoo. killing it over there. I'd highly recommend to go subscribe or become a patron to both of them. I've done it. It's a couple bucks a month. You get extra content, great interaction from the show hosts, and these top-tier communities that surround both of these podcasts. It is absolutely incredible. Get out there and support these guys. They deserve that buck or two a month to keep things going, to increase that amount of content. Like They've got so much stuff coming out, and it, it fills up my podcast feed, and I absolutely love it. So make sure, go get those guys, go check them out, hit them up on Patreon, uh, or just go support their podcast. And that goes for the whole Stars Commonwealth. Everyone right now is just cooking on all cylinders, whether it's Gen X, Rose Squad, Pod. Yeah. The, SD Sabres. Yes. Yeah. SD Sabres, Skyhoppers. Everyone's doing big things right now. And the whole Commonwealth is coming together. And there's an awesome community there to get behind. So support these podcasts with just a couple bucks a month. And support the Commonwealth. Yeah. Well said, yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Now. <laughs> I feel like someone already took that slogan, but I can't think who. Nike? No, Shyla no. Boots? No, no, no. Oh, we'll, we'll just co- coin it. So there'll be no repercussions whatsoever, stealing company slogans. <laughs> so a quick, I have a quick side tangent on, on Nike. I've never pronounced the word Nike properly. I've pronounced it as Nike my whole life. Oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> I know one, one of those guys. people. And Weird. My, my wife and a couple of buddies were like, what are you like, what are you saying? I'm like, just do it, Nike. And they're like, that's not what it is. And they're like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? I'm like, this is how I've said it my whole life. 
I said it rhymes with bike. And try, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mike. Like, so I've spent my like like, yeah. whole, whole life saying, just do it nice. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know. I know one other person out there, too, did the same thing. And I was like, Weird. jaw dropped. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. I'm one of those guys. It, yeah. It's like Europeans that call Adidas Adidas. I don't know. Aluminum and aluminum. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even know if I want to stay in the podcast now that I know you pronounced it Nike. What do, about, what do you hear about what, I, what TV I've been watching? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope it's not in humans. Not yet. We'll not get yet. there. Okay. <laughs> Gentlemen, we are a comic book and movie podcast. And to be honest with you, we have not spent a lot of time on comic books lately. And I want to get into that a little bit because I feel like over the last six months to a year, all of us have really struggled with our makers of comics, with DC and with Marvel, what they're doing over there. And I just want to see where heads are at. We're going into October here. We've seen Marvel Legacy now drop. Rebirth kicked up a year or so ago. Yep. Let's let's revisit here quickly as to where we're at individually with comic book collecting, comic book reading. And if we've really changed, are we resetting our pull list? What's going on with you guys in comic books? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the lead. Um, so I'm not really reading a lot of comics. I'm still buying them every week, mostly out of habit. Um but it's really weird. Like you never expect the comics to run out of stock. But the last couple of weeks, I've had like a couple that have actually run out where I had to get a second printing, which is super annoying. But that's a side tangent. Um, so I've my pull list is the same. My issue with DC is they're they're sending out these comics twice a month, and it's a little expensive. You know, I'd like to I cut my list down. I think I re- read only maybe five comics a month, but that's 10 a month because they come out twice a month so i've been trying to cut down my list i mean i don't read green lantern anymore i don't read suicide squad anymore so i've dropped a bunch i read just one of the big three so i read action comics batman wonder woman love aquaman and justice league so those are the five i read plus any major events that dc's putting out i'll pick that up i won't pick up any of the tie-ins anymore I used to when I first got into comics because I thought I needed them all. Me too. But, but now I'm just like... <laughs> it's like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. Exactly, yeah. right? But now I'm like... Especially with the Canadian dollar being so shitty, it adds another like 30% sometimes to your comics. So instead of spending three, four bucks and, you know, the tie-ins maybe five bucks and then 30% on top of that. So that's another dollar fifty. Yeah. So it's six fifty. Adds up. Yeah. Adds so up. Three ninety nine comic here is $5. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. Yeah. And we're getting those comics, you know, every week, right? Yeah. From the DC end. So, yeah, it's been tough. I think last time we visited this, it was the Rebirth launch roughly around. So I was I was doing Flash. I was doing Batman. I was doing Superman. I was doing Justice League, doing Vader, doing Star Wars, doing Spider-Man, doing Avengers. Like I was doing a lot of comics and doing Old Man Logan as well. And I had to cut um, Justice League and I had to cut Flash. It's just, there's just too many volumes of comics coming at me. I just recently had to cut Superman, not because it's bad. It's just, it's too hard to keep up with, mm-hmm. especially the crossover stuff going on with um, action comics there. Yeah. And right now I'm kind of on the verge of cutting Avengers. I don't want to, but I think I need to get to this level now where I make that commitment where it's like, you know, if I'm just not interested in the comic, no matter what the title is, I just got to let it go. And Avengers for the last two runs has been, it's been a struggle, you know? So, yeah, you know, it, DC, DC's been great, though. It's just the volume comes out too much for, mm-hmm. for by the week. So, yeah, it's been I, tough. I get why they do that, because if you could sell two Batman titles a month, that's the biggest selling comic book out there, right? Yeah. So, you're putting in an extra 100000 a month as opposed to selling maybe a 
Martian Manhunter comic, which may sell 20,000. For sure. And the quality yeah. hasn't dropped, which is the most important thing, at yeah. least for Batman and uh, Detective Comics, right? I haven't been filming Detective Comics, but I love the Batman run. Oh, I yeah. just It's just hard to find time. I mean, there's so many other things pulling at us now, and especially with collecting. So, you know, we're kind of cannibalizing with all our nerddom. Like, yeah. Justice League is coming out, so they sent they made all these new figures, uh, action figures. So I picked up, you know, The Flash is 30 bucks, you know? um aquaman 30 bucks that's like five Marvel legend yeah <laughs> that's like 10 comic books right yep. so i mean you, you gotta pick and choose we only have a limited amount of budget so the way i figure it, these action figures are limited edition the comic books you can always get reprinted or back runs or digital digital uh, not me <laughs> i'm never making that leap to digital sorry tim <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you said that because i i've had the, a similar type of step back and look at my nerddom as a whole because at, at one point you're getting all the comic books from or a lot of them for me from marvel all the star wars stuff they're doing legends you're doing black series yeah. funkles everything elite. so yeah. elite series so it, it became almost too much i was like i really got to focus in here and the comic books have taken the brunt of that cut in my nerddom and that's really bothered me lately because I really enjoy sitting down and reading a comic book, but I've had a real hard time outside of the Star Wars books getting back into Marvel. And I expressed this six months ago, and I expressed this a year ago about Marvel and how I found it really difficult to get into the stories that they're telling. But over time here with Secret Empire and that, I actually stepped back and bagged and boarded. I had like a hundred comic books that were just kind of out and about. And I got them all sorted. I got them all put into the, the digital app of marbles that is a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) and but i got them all loaded in there eventually and now i'm set like i'm clean slated other than star wars books that i've set to the side that i'm always getting i've clean slated i'm saying i'm going to pick up three marvel books a week that's it starting from this marvel legacy and go from there i haven't picked up legacy yet but that's on the list for this week and i'm just going to see what i like and what i enjoy they've got one comic book i've said this before too they've got one comic book to grab me if the story doesn't catch me in that first issue from this new renumbering and all that, I'm done. I'm out. And so I'm going to start with Cap and Guardians and Avengers, kind of go with my fallback books of books I've always read and just see what happens from there. And I'm actually feeling good about it because I'm done Secret Empire. Yeah. I'm almost done Generations. I feel like I'm caught up enough that I can actually jump into this and just go at it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to read comic books again. Interesting. So, 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 so for me, like I'm a big Spidey guy. Obviously, everybody knows that whoever listens out there. I love Spider-Man. I probably will never drop his comics ever. Yeah. Like the Peter Parker Amazing Spider-Man. Whereas Avengers, I'm kind of going to that route where I might drop it now, especially coming up with the news. We'll talk about it later. But with the um, the, the big event, the big event going on, right? So for you, I know you're a Cap guy. Yeah. Are you gonna stick with Cap even if it's bad? I, that's, I stuck that's through the Dimension Z stuff. Right. You did. Um, yeah. I stuck through some other poor cap comics but he'll be the one i always consistently go to and there's some interesting stuff in the omega the secret empire omega cool that's kind of like okay yeah teasing stuff for later on so yeah cap i'll always stick with yeah avengers used to be like that for me yeah but i just couldn't get into that mark wade that mark wade how about you Sanjay? you got a a a guy or a girl or uh i mean it's hard to say i mean i want to drop bad comics because then it'll show DC, hey, no one's buying these comics anymore. Maybe we should retool it. Because if everyone just picks it up out of habit, then get away with selling crap. they'll be like, oh, this is selling 100,000. So obviously we're doing well, 100,000 copies. Obviously we're doing well. So um, 
but I, unfortunately I don't practice what I preach. I still pick it up. It's yeah, hard man. because you just never know. I mean, you just have that hope that it'll turn around. I constantly get, I'll always get justice league just because I really love that team and that dynamic and just seeing them go on all their adventures is Batman and the Trinity, right? Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. So I, those four, I'll probably always okay. get throw an Aquaman. I don't know. It's hard to cut, right? I mean, it is hard. Right. Sometimes you just got to go with the cleaver and just start from yeah. scratch. Clean slate it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've done. And just pick them up as right. they go. I, I always have this FOMO, like fear of missing out. Yeah. And I don't want to miss out on something big, particularly an issue like the Riri Williams oh, issue. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Um, and then the first issue or first appearance of Dr. Afra. You can't get those anymore in a yeah. single issue. But those are something you had to be reading because it wasn't like, here's an event, here's a big thing, come get it. There's a million of these on the stands. Yeah. That was something that was just a character that was introduced yeah. kind of out. organically. And all of a sudden they took off and now they're in their own comic books. Yeah. yeah. And so it's sometimes you just got to be a part of a run, maybe Star Wars, maybe Justice League, whatever, Spider-Man, to get into it and to keep going, keep rolling with characters. So... You gotta take risks sometimes, and sometimes you gotta have your 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 home base of comics. Just that's where you go back to your main guy, Spider Man, yeah. Cap, whatever, Justice League, and just kind of go about that way and kind of pick and choose. I'm with you, Sanjay. I'm done with tie-ins. I just read Secret Empire. I read yeah. straight through in the Steve Rogers stuff. That's yeah. it. There's tie-ins for everything. Yeah, yeah I completely avoided all yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. was one of my complaints with that event. Yeah, so yeah. We'll talk about that another day. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but. I, I just can't sell my books, right? Like, I don't think I'll ever sell my backlog of comic books. I'm not saying oh, sell never. them. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, you know, that there's, like, a s issue that may be worth a little bit more. I Like, I missed out on Batman 24, and that was on, like, its fifth printing already. It's, like, Batman asks Catwoman to yeah. marry him. Yeah. Yeah, spo spoiler. Yes. Uh, that, they haven't announced that it's yet. This this week, isn't yeah, it? The yeah, the answer's coming up soon. Yeah, yeah so... And I got my issue 24. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you <saying>. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I just got the second or the second printing, right. and I'm like, whatever. You know, the story's the same. I, I get what you mean. Like, I don't. It bugs me that I have a second printing, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm not selling this. No, no, never. And no. I, I, I'm a bit of a completist when it comes to runs. I think you are like this, oh, too, yeah. right? Yeah. And I need that first printing though. Yeah. Like, I'll hunt that out. I'll go to my comic shop yeah. or whatever. And the earth for yeah. those things. Man. First printing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of which, actually, you kind of alluded to this this avengers event that's coming we were promised with the start of marvel legacy that we aren't going to get events anymore it's going to yeah. be running into this new renumbering and one of the first things that marvel does here is announce a 17 continuous week crossover event called mm -hmm. avengers no surrender this takes place within the pages of avengers uncanny avengers and usa avengers so it's a new book every 17 weeks oh my goodness that's it so or, no, sorry for 17 weeks straight, not every 17 weeks. <laughs> that, that's insane. So that's, look at the price tag on that. Yeah. That's like, you're looking at 80 bucks. Yeah. It, it's it's a big crossover event. It's a lot of commitment. And the problem with that a little bit is if you're only reading the Avengers, you're going to miss so much. So it, I get why they do it. It's a, it's a bit of a marketing thing to get people into reading Uncanny or USA Avengers. But at the same time, it's we're not going to have a continuous story of Avengers outside of the first, what, like four or five issues? Right that we drop from basically now on. Yeah. And that's what we've been asking for is continuous contained stories within a single comic book. So you can read just Avengers and kind of go with, you can read just X-Men and have a continuous story, a thread that goes through this, like the Hickman Avengers run. Great run. It was run. one 50-page comic book or 50-issue comic book that had a single storyline, single narrative through it that yeah. ended in a big event or two events, actually. 
And that's kind of what we want. And it looks like we're already kind of diverting from that path that they kind of set us out on and said, nope, going back to renumbering, we're going back to this. So this already kind of gets my back up a little bit with Definitely. Marvel saying, like, I, I get it, fine. I, I was always a big fan of events, but it was events that had long-running issues into them and then they blow up Secret Invasion or Civil War, and then they kind of all collapse back down into their individual books and deal with the aftermath. We're not getting that anymore. I want a little bit more of that. I thought that's what this legacy is going to be. It doesn't really look like we're going that direction with it. So, you, Troy, will this turn you off Avengers? Oh, hell yeah. This, this, this is kind of breaking point <laughs> The, right the now. nail in the coffin? Yeah, because this, this is like, you know, this is probably like the second time, I'm sure they've done it more, but Marvel's like lied to us. You know, if you go back to Secret Wars 2, I think that was meant to be the event that ended all of the multiverses that they, mm-hmm. they had, the Ultimate Universe and all these other universes out there, the 1602 or 09, whatever. But yet, going into this universe right now, this Earth Prime, we still have like other worlds, like the, like the Spider-Gwen, yeah. and I think the Deadpool or Gwenpool. Like, we still have these other worlds going on, so that's kind of weird. And then now going further with the this promise of no more big events, and we have this 17-week event going on, which totally puts me off Avengers, because Avengers right now as a whole has been hard enough as it is, let alone reading this now because now I'm forced to pick up two other extra books to get the whole story which I'm not down with I mean it's different before I think it's the Hickman run when there's new Avengers or no Bendis was that Bendis when there was New Avengers? And then no, it was also, Hickman. That was Hickman. Yeah. So there's New Avengers, then there's the Avengers, right? Yeah. That was a little easier to follow, but if you're doing three books, and I've never really been interested in like the other offshoot teams of mm-hmm. Avengers, I've always liked my core team. Right. So uh, yeah, I, I feel it's just, it's just pretty disappointing. It's kind of a letdown. The I, art better be hella good. The <laughs> art right now sucks in yeah. my opinion too. So they they gotta get me back on board. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, and we're really hammering away at comics here but yeah i know all of us want to get back into things and yeah. they announced marvel today actually a new comic book run that they're putting out that seems quite intriguing and that's old man hawkeye oh yes. interesting yeah so this is going to be a comic book a 12 issue miniseries that is set five years before the events of old man logan the original run about 45 years in the future and it's going to be telling the story of that old Ben Hawkeye that we do see eventually appear in Old Man Logan, the blind yes, one. Yes. And it's going to kind of take us through him losing his sight. This sounds really cool. It's 12 issues. It's a lot. But I'm definitely going to jump into this. I'm intrigued here. Yeah. No, this is cool. This works for me too because it's a 12 series, 12 yeah. issues, right? So that's nice to know that it's not going to be ongoing, kind of like what's going on with the uh, All-Star Batman. Yeah. Because that's kind of overstate its welcome i feel like that <laughs> but um no this this is really cool and you know um actually currently going on with the old man logan comic right now um he's met up with or he's teamed up with the current hawkeye yeah. which is pretty cool he's kind of given him this whole little story about like yeah i used to work with the old hawkeye and he kind of went over that a little bit so that's cool that they're kind of been planting that seed already that we are going to get the old man uh hawkeye back and he was great he was such yeah, a, a standout character. right yeah. in that book so uh yeah I, I like that again though this goes back to marvel being like no more multiverses and here we are going back to this world yeah. of old man Logan. So um, do we know if Mark Millar is coming back to do this one? No, it's or? not Mark Millar. It no. is um, a creator by the name of Ethan Sachs. And uh, Marco Cicchetto is doing the, the art. The art. He's doing Phasma right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's cool. good. That's a good one. Cool, cool. Yeah, what, what, what do you, th- you You read old man Logan. I can't remember if I have or not. I he think fights so. the Hulks and yeah. all that. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And cool it's based off like Logan, right? Yeah, because yeah, Logan yeah takes quite a few, some cues from it. Yeah, oh. because going to that book like like spoilers. And I'm, I'm giving giving a little bit of time here. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, spoilers. So Hawkeye ends up like dating or or 
having a kid with Spider-Man's daughter yeah. in that uh, book. So that'd okay. be cool if they, they capture that whole uh, the whole scene that goes on between <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Because yeah. we revisited that before we went to Old Man, or Old Man Logan, before we went to saw Logan. Exactly. So we thought the movie's going to be a lot more based off of that. Yeah. Right. So you can go back and check out our episode, a prelude to Old Man Logan. We go through the Old Man Logan. I keep saying Old Man Logan. Prelude <laughs> to Logan the film. Yeah. We went through Old Man Logan with Chris from over at Alpha Comics. Yeah. Right. So it was a lot of fun, that episode. But I'm going to revisit that. I got the trade paperback, and I'm really looking forward to this Hawkeye series. Yeah. I really like the multiverse approach. Like, I'm a big DC fan, and they do that tremendously. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you? I know. Shocker. Spoiler. Uh, like, look at the Dark Knight universe with uh, Frank Miller, right. and uh, there's been a couple of those, uh, I think, three-ish stories now, and they just released the third one. I bought all the issues. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Um, and then you also got the Red Sun Superman. You know, sometimes those multiverses are kind of cool where you can just give, like, as you said, a 12-issue run or a 10-issue run, and then be done with it. You don't have to worry about continuity. So you could kill off a character and not have to worry about, are they going to come back? Or, you know, are they really dead? And then it turns out that they're not really dead and that they're a clone. And then the clone is a clone. And then, <laughs> and then the they're clone... a scroll. Yeah. 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 It's exactly. a chameleon. Yeah, yeah, you can tell like one-off stories because these characters have been around for so long. And there's so many cool stories that we could, and uh, interesting situations we can put these characters in. And you don't have to worry about continuity because continuity can kind of be an anchor sometimes. I mean... You can't do a story of Captain America. Maybe he gets uh, dethawed during the Cold War, right? You could right. do a story like that. Whereas with continuity, it would mess everything up. You could just do a one-off Damn, shoot. I like that. Yeah, yeah right. Cold. Like that shoot. would be a great story. That yeah, would be. He kind of does get dethawed during the Cold War, though. I think it depends on like which comics you read because like, don't they constantly update it? Well, it's supposed to be like the sliding scale, right? Like the yeah. time slides yeah. with so that everything still makes sense but yeah cap still fought in world war ii and he's still well technically he woke up in 1963 we'll say right okay right. yeah so, so that is kind of cold, war cold war yeah but i see what you mean i see you're going with you're doing more of the what is it red dawn with superman yeah where he kind of wakes up or he lands in russia yeah. exactly instead right? of the u.s so, yeah. so to be like if, kansas they kind of just did that with what if captain america was a nazi <laughs> that's, that's yeah true. okay that's true. yeah so it's yeah. a little bit of a spit on that but i see where you're going with that let's, yeah. let's throw these characters into different eras and just see what happens if yeah, so it's kind of like a what if type. Absolutely. Well, that's the cool thing because DC kind of handles it better. Like they do have the multiverse, but then when you mentioned like Frank Miller, uh, his run is more of literally just a graphic novel. So it's not yeah. even like a set world. It's just yeah. a one and done kind of thing. Whereas like, you know, the Ultimate Universe, they do cross paths and, you know, Miles Morales does meet Spider-Man from the 616. Like you get all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I feel like is this too much fluff? Is this too much stuff going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'd rather just focus on like the, the 616. Yeah. World. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I see what you're saying for yeah. sure. Have you been keeping up with the Star Wars stuff lately? My man Vader. Yeah. All day. Vader. I've, I've picked up uh, Mace Windu as well. And then anytime, The art in that looks rough. The art is... It, yeah, I don't want to keep knocking on the art today. Yeah. But it, it, it's not my cup of tea. Especially yeah. when you have a cool character like Kit Fisto yeah. making an appearance. And the art just doesn't oof, do justice. Oof. But yeah. let's get back to that Vader book quick. Yes. This book is incredible. Yeah. We're not going to spoil too much of no. it. I actually did a podcast with the Rob Cast and Mark from Talk Wars. TSW Comics. You can check that out on their feed where we talk about Darth Vader number five in particular. Yes. But the first five issues of that, Charles Soule has a gem here. This is an incredible comic book. Yeah. Sanjay, you just finished watching the prequels. You <laughs> yeah. should actually pick this up. Yeah. Okay, you would yeah. really appreciate what they're doing with Darth Vader. If you're going to pick up a Star Wars comic, it's his Vader comic right now. It spins right out of the back end of Revenge of the Sith. So you'll get it. You don't have to worry about 
too much continuity and all that. You understand the characters that are in there. But what they do here, what they do with Vader and his struggle with the light yes. and the dark, it is incredible. Yeah. It's one of the best comic books, the best five issues I've read in years. Yeah, it's it's right now it's my it's my favorite Star Wars book. Yeah. No, I love it, it. I think this one far goes surpass surpasses uh the last Vader yeah. Yeah. run going on. And like I mentioned before, you know, adds off to Charles Soule, but also to Giuseppe, because I really feel the strength in this book is Giuseppe, Giuseppe's art is really cool because it captures like the thoughts and what's going on with Vader, the, the emotions, because it's a little stylized. Yeah. Whereas the art before going back to the old Vader run, everything had to be explained what's mm-hmm. going on in his head. So you had to get panels across panels and a lot of text bubbles. Whereas I feel like they do such a better job in this issue because you have yeah. Charles Soule having it and the art by Giuseppe. And man, I love this book a lot. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And speaking about the expressions, there's a point at, I'm not, spoilers kind of, but not really, yeah. for the Vader number five. There's a point at which half his mask gets knocked off and you can see his Anakin underneath and yeah. Vader on one side and they do this like yin-yang thing with his emotion from his human face yeah and the emotion from the mask it, it's so good like right. this one and then issue number six it comes out this week i believe nice they're going uh, the grand inquisitor so i'm going to get into the origin of the inquisitors yes from star wars rebels into the comic books here yes so it's a, it's a great way to expand that portion of the inquisitors that were introduced in star wars rebels i'm going to get the expansion of that there maybe see a couple more of them yes oh, it's I have nothing but good things to say. It's, about it's that incredible, book. and I just, I just, I wish we got this in the prequels because this is what everybody wanted yeah. in Episode Three. We thought we were gonna get more Vader, and this is the purge that we that mm-hmm. we needed. And, and going back to the half Vader, half Anakin, you know, that's that's straight up Rebels. Yeah. You know, when we see oh, yeah. the when Twilight of Princess yeah, uh, episode, right between him and Ahsoka, it's it, it's incredible. It's haunting. It's haunting, <laughs> and I can't recommend it enough. Of all the books, like get this one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's to the point. It's like I went and rewatched Rogue One. Yeah. again and i went and rewatched twilight of the apprentice like that that last two episodes again because yeah. i had to get some vader fix and for sure because even in the original trilogy like vader's awesome in that but he's almost emotionless to a degree right mm-hmm. and i find that twilight apprentice and this comic book does so much for expanding showing that he's not just this this robotic drone right he's he's there's so much underneath there and the struggle between the light and the dark and Oh, yeah. Well, it's really like, I know we're going a bit of a rant right now, but it really is what Charles Soule said in the beginning, that this is like the Batman year one, whereas, you know, Batman before year one, he was pretty much like unstoppable. You didn't yeah. really know the weaknesses of Batman, but in yeah. that book, you see his weaknesses. You see him fall, you see him get hurt, and you see Vader get beaten up and bruised yeah. a little bit in this book, and it just adds that much more depth. Mm-hmm. You really feel like it's Anakin in the Vader suit yeah. right now, as opposed to just the full-on Vader that you get in, like, Lords of the Sith or uh, Episode Four, Rogue One. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. Yeah, th- there's always a point at which, there ha- or there had to be a point at which Anakin turned into Darth Vader. Was right. it when he put on the suit? Was it in Lords of the Sith? Was it in Rebels when he fought Ahsoka? Right. It's in this comic book. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. He makes a decision in here at one point where he goes from Anakin to Darth Vader. Yeah. There's even, if you remember, in the original Vader run, there was yeah. that battle he had in his head. Yeah, back to Mustafar. Yeah, yeah. where he fought Anakin yeah. in his head. And he killed Anakin in his head. So yeah. that was meant to be like, no, this is when he becomes yes. Vader. This comic book, issue number five, this is when he becomes yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about in that, that book. And, you know, just going back to that little scene there, you know, it's one thing that, you know, Vader obviously had beef with... Um, with Palpatine a little bit and he had beef with Obi-Wan but the thing that drives him the most is his hatred for Anakin yeah. and this book captures it Yeah, it's brilliant oh, it's so good <laughs> yeah, they're doing incredible things at Marvel with the Star Wars stuff right now and one of the 
quick news things we'll get through with Star Wars comic books is they announced a book a couple weeks ago called Star Wars The Last Jedi Storms of Crate. So this is going to be a prelude comic book that comes out actually after the film. This comes out on December 27th. It's chronicling an adventure of Luke Skywalker and Leia as they go to Crate, which is a planet that will be introduced in The Last Jedi. This is that red planet or the kind of salt flat planet with the red pops in it we see. Right, okay. So the minerals that are buried underneath there. So it's going to go into a bit of depth about how Leia is connected to that planet because she also has some moments with that planet in the Leia Princess Alderaan, the Claudia Gray book as well. And the cool thing about this, and I'm just kind of spitballing from the cover here as to what it looks like, but I'm guessing contained within this comic book, we're going to get the decision as to why the Rebels don't go to Crate and they go to Hoth instead. Because this book is set in the original trilogy, they say during the Galactic War or Civil War, we, Luke's got his blue lightsaber, so we know it's pre-Jedi. Yeah. And so I'm guessing it's kind of in that familiar time frame that we're used to with Star Wars comic between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And they're probably out there scouting for a new base. And I'm going to guess here that two things. One, that at the end they're going to be like, oh, we should probably go to Hoth. And two, it's going to be said somewhere in The Last Jedi that Leia has chosen Crate to be the resistance base because she knows it from the past. Right. So there's going to be a nice connection point there that they make in the comic books to the film. So yeah. it's, it's weird that it doesn't come out before the film it's right. not actually a prelude it's something it is a prelude in in time frame but not in release date yes so there must be something a little bit in there that, that it kind of spoils maybe just ever so spoils a small right. plot point in the last jedi they're kind of like no let's have this come out in the 27th instead of right before the film yeah interesting yeah i'll probably pick that up because you know with the star wars books i kind of stick to more of like the obi-wan journals or yeah. like the the yoda stuff um, this will be interesting, but like I mentioned to you before off air off the podcast here is a biggest concern with the Star Wars books is that there's so much going on between this timeline between episode four and five that this book takes place and it's getting harder and harder for me to believe that Luke was doing all these things yeah. before Bespin and all that in, in, before Hoth. Yeah. You know, that's my only disconnect with this, uh, with this run going on. And I'd like to know at what point do they move on from this era and go after episode five because that you know episode five and six really intrigues me because luke is like a jedi like knight like master in episode um six right like there's so much that's gone on in his training that you're like wow like he really is a jedi whereas i feel when he fights vader on bespin he still has so much to learn yeah yeah so yeah, just they're, to get to that point they're handcuffed in that that time frame right yeah now. and i think this is just lucasfilm saying here's your boundaries this is what you can work inside yeah i guess that there's something going on between five and six, whether it's a cartoon or something else big that they're going to do eventually to yeah. fill in some of that time. And that's why that Marvel is stuck in this A New yeah. Hope to Empire because they don't have big plans for that in the films or TV world. But comic books, fine, go at it. But I agree with you. It's there. There's so much they're building in there with Afra and the Screaming Citadel and right. how, how much she's fought with his lightsaber. Because even in... When he gets to Empire, you still don't get a feeling as when he gets with Yoda on Dagobah that he's done a lot of, of lightsaber training. Right. That he's kind of done more of the piloting, more of the, the rebel soldier type thing as opposed to being the Jedi, right? Yeah. And sorry. It, it's supposed to be in at Dagobah when he becomes more of the Jedi and yeah. less of the Padawan, right? That's right, because there's, there's a stormtrooper out there that was you know, pretty close to Vader that has the green lightsaber, yeah. right? Who later on goes on to train Luke at some point yeah. with the lightsaber. And I just find that, like, it's cool on paper, but I just find that so hard to believe during this timeline. 
Yeah. You know. It's tough, but this is what we got. And as long as we're getting that Vader, the Phasma stuff that's coming out is really good too. I'd highly recommend that. It's a nice four-issue comic book that goes into detail about Phasma after she gets tossed in the trash compactor on Starkiller Base. And it actually really rapidly gets through that. So it's actually going to expand and probably lead directly into The Last Jedi. Cool. So it's not like it's going to spend four issues on her getting out of Starkiller Base. Right. Like it's one and done. They're off. And then now we're going to new story, new, like beyond The Force Awakens, which is pretty cool. We're going to get some time filled in there before The Last Jedi. That's not bad. That's not bad. So so we got Phasma, we mentioned. Yeah. We got Star Wars books, and we got Vader. Yeah. I mean, even mentioned Mesa Windu, mm-hmm. Sanjay. What interests you? Something's got all of them. All of them. honestly, the Vader really intrigues yeah. me. Um, if you know, if I didn't have all these other things going on, I might pick it up. I'll. Keep an eye on it. Is it out on trade yet? or No, i probably get another couple issues. Uh, they might do the first five issues in trade because it's yeah. kind of a contained story. Right. Okay, I'll keep yeah. my eye on it. Yeah. I know Indigo, if you buy it online, it's cheaper. Yeah. Cool. For whatever reason, so, they just... Yeah, I could probably give you access to my digital apps. Oh. Or my Marvel comic apps so, so you can read it there. I, I really think yeah. that you'd appreciate it and you'd like it. It might be a nice kind of slow segue into Star Wars comics for you. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I need is more yeah. collecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that really goes for anyone. So yeah. anyone looking to jump into Star Wars comic books, do it with this Vader. Yeah. And yeah. then you can expand from there. Because Poe, you're pretty deep at this point. Star Wars, you're pretty deep. There's a lot to catch up on. This Vader, you can jump into it. Guarantee it, you get issue one. You're going to blow through all five issues in, in one sitting. For sure. 100%. So you're going to binge read it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I like it. All right. All right. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Let's switch gears here a little bit. Let's shift over to TV. It's fall. We've got new TV shows dropping like crazy at this point. My wife and I sat down last night and I said, oh, I wonder if any new shows have started. And then we realized that it is October. <laughs> <laughs> so everything, most things have started. And I did a quick search earlier today and I, I looked to see how many comic book TV shows there were now or comic book based TV shows. And there's an absolute ton. And I got to know, what are you guys watching from kind of the comic book or comic book adjacent type of tv <laughs> well uh i'm watching american horror story yeah. does that count it's kind of close we'll call close, it close enough adjacent. yeah okay okay um i'll catch the occasional simpsons episode i mean they have their own comic book out yeah there you go. Uh, rick, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> rick and morty they have their own comic book i love that show um they just released the season in the u.s and uh canada for whatever reason we don't get it but if you go online you might find it hint hint we don't condone that (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor if you're into sci-fi this thing started out as kind of a parody of back to the future and it kind of just exploded from there it's amazing it's my favorite show on tv right now just every week they kill it and um, besides that, um, I also am watching Will and Grace. Uh, it came back. And, came back. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good show. I Everyone's watched got their guilty it. pleasure, man. I mean, yeah. I watched that in high school. I got ragged on it a lot for watching in high school. <laughs> but now that it's come back, it's, uh, it's, it's a good show. So that's what I'm watching. Troy the boy, <laughs> what are you watching? Uh, I'm, I'm going to continue with Flash. I, I, I thought season three was the, the weaker season, but season four, I think they're going to come back strong. I pretty much dismissed Arrow. Um, it's been it's been a grind to get back into that show, so I'll stay away from that. Uh, I will probably continue with some Grey's Anatomy. That's one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and keeping an ABC or a CTV. I've kind of gone into like this show, This Is Us, which is just hits you on all the feels. Yeah, that show. So, <laughs> my, literally every time we leave from podcast, I think it's a, it airs on Tuesdays. Yeah. 
My, we walk out of here with Troy and Sanjay. My wife's bawling on the couch every single time. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It hits, you know, they made a Star Wars reference in the last episode I watched. So, you know, that's that's a plus. Right Ties there. it into the podcast. There we go. There you there go. go. Tim's new Wars. favorite show. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm definitely going to watch uh, Punisher, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah I really that. We don't have a release date on that yet. Yeah. I still they, don't know. That's very cagey. 2017, they said, though, for yeah. sure. Right? It's 2017 for sure. People are talking yeah. October. But as we get in October, we're getting closer to Stranger Things. Yes. So it might be sometime in November was another rumor time. Right, right, right. But those previews that have been coming out for it, it looks... I'm super stoked. I can't wait. I can't so wait good. for this. Yeah. This is, this is going to be incredible. And uh, I guess keeping it Marvel, I am going to check out the first two episodes oh. of Inhumans. I'll do it. I'll do it. Bite the bullet? I was, yeah. I was a button click yesterday away from starting it. The thing that deterred me is that it's two hours. It's the first two episodes. Right. It's the IMAX special. That's it's. I have to watch it on Shonda Man or whatever right now. Oh, okay. Because I didn't record it. But yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm with you there too. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. I've heard nothing. Nothing good about this. Or, or actually, I heard the only one standout. Like, if you even want to say that, is Black Bolt. I heard the actor that plays Black Bolt is actually pretty yeah. decent. He's the oh, lead. Okay. But I mean, the guy has zero dialogue. So <laughs> what's that to say, right? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta work with the emotions yeah, in the face. In the face. From the previews, I would have said that Maximus, the guy who plays Maximus, was uh, of course he looked Game of like yeah, he looked like he was gonna be good. Yeah. So I'm I'm intrigued now. I got I have to watch it. I'm not yeah. gonna avoid it. I'm probably it's ten episodes. I'm probably gonna stick it out. Yeah. If if not on a weekly basis, then it's gonna be once in a while. But I, I will stick this one out. I think the Inhumans. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Anyone. Anyone here? No, it's, it's exclusive to the CBS streaming, right? No, I think it's on I think space. It's on space too. Yeah, oh, it's, it's on, on space because okay, yeah. originally it was supposed to be exclusively on the CBS. It's right. supposed to be yeah. a driver into that. Right. Yeah. Well, so they have expanded space. Space. Yeah. yeah. I've never been much. Budget looks pretty good. Does it? Yeah. 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 I have to. I've missed the first couple episodes. Uh -huh. I don't know if you can catch it on demand. Yeah, I think you can. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'll give it a go. Like I, I enjoyed all three of the previous movies. Yeah. Mm. I heard so. this ties in before the TV series, so before like Captain Kirk. The original but from the movie for, oh. for the show for like okay. the live action oh, show they used to have. yeah oh, okay. yeah wow. so wow that's cool. old school yeah it's always funny when they go back and then the technology improves because yeah. like our technology has improved well that's the struggle they have with stars right yeah. now right is yeah. that they have to make the technology look relatively the same especially with rogue one yes yeah they had to tie it because it was on top of a new hope so they exactly. have to tie they have i love the display screens and all that <laughs> <laughs> they've done a good job i think integrating modern technology and the 1977 technology, they right? Really did. The look of it. Yeah. As long as they're conscious of it. Yeah. And they can integrate it properly. I think yeah. that says a lot about production <laughs> design for me there, which goes a long way in a movie or a TV show. TV show, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Ages of Shields is another one that I'm going to stick with. This is the, I think, fifth season. Wow. It was renewed. Apparently, it came out that the only reason it was renewed, though, was because Disney told ABC, you're renewing this. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? They're the Thursday spot and Inhumans is the Friday spot? No, they're right? picking up with the Friday Inhuman spot after Inhumans is done. Oh, okay. So, so once... next week? <laughs> <laughs> you can catch this on straight to DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there'll be the 10 episodes or whatever they're going to do, five, break, five. I think in our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. picks up in 2018, but it will pick up on that Friday graveyard, 9 o'clock slot type cool. thing. So I'll check that out. This is probably its last season, would yeah. be, I guess. See the return of Ghost Rider? Probably, yeah, yeah in there. Uh, this would probably be a way to kind of run out the series and finish on whatever note they want to, whether it's bringing Coulson back into the MCU proper 
or whatever they're gonna do with it, but I'm gonna be on board for this. I think I've I've invested the time into yeah. it already, and it's one more season, 24 episodes, and I can get into it. Usually, I watch it on Sunday morning or Saturday morning when I'm down here by myself before everyone wakes up. <laughs> but there's also a string of other things coming out. So you mentioned Flash and Arrow, Troy. There's also yeah. Supergirl. There's right. League of or Legends Legend, of Tomorrow. Legend of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So that all kind of ties in. I I like the concept of that that contained universe. Never got into it. It's a lot of commitment, but I do like the idea of it. Uh, do you guys watch Riverdale? I know you. Yeah, tried. I checked out. I checked no, out. I, I don't. I did the first three episodes. That's, that's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Back. I don't know. It, it is coming back. at season two. Yeah. Nice. Um, it looks quite a bit darker this one. Oh wow! It, it's one of those ones that my wife and I got into together, yeah. and for whatever reason, it's just like, yes, we're doing it. <laughs> it's it. Uh, guilty pleasure for yeah. sure. Did you hear the news about Sabrina? Oh yes, Sabrina the Teenage Witch They're is making a dark. Some, yeah. Oh really? Version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same universe as Riverdale. Like, but it's very dark. Like her dad's the devil, and she has to like save the world. It's based wow. off the new comic book that is very dark. Right. And it's in the same world as Riverdale. I, I think so. Yeah. Same tone or same world? Because the Riverdale tone is. They've notched it way down from yeah. the comic book. So they're in high school together? Like Sabrina's like... I don't know, maybe. That'd be cool if yeah. they did kind of like a backdoor pilot in Riverdale. Yeah. Oh, Sabrina. yeah. yeah. Neat. Like yeah. a spinoff, kind yeah. of. Yeah. They each like, need Josie and the Pussycats. They're, they're there. Right what? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Salem the Cat can be like the oh. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> together. Man, I love that show. <laughs> On TGIF... Can we just talk about how great that was? That was awesome. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. So good. My wife and daughter watch Girl Meets World. Is it any good? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's a couple other big ones coming out this fall. Stranger Things drops on October 27th. Did you ever check that out, Sanjay? You're a horror guy. I did, and I actually really enjoyed it. So I'm pumped to see season two. Boy, it's going to be October. It's going to be Halloween is where kind of they're basing it around. So it looks... Pretty cool. And, and Eleven, just we just saw a photo of Eleven looking like um, Princess Leia, right? Yeah. Doing the same kind of pose. Doing the behind the neck. Yeah. So there's been rumors going on for a long time that they're pegging her for a young Leia movie oh. or a young Leia role. Oh, okay. Just to see where you put that, especially with that Claudia Gray book that's just come out. We've seen her in Rebels already. Mm-hmm. Where do you put that? I don't know. Movie? She's what? About 15? 15, 15, 15 tops. Yeah. Tops. I don't know what you'd do there. Where would you put her? But well, do you know what would be cool is doing something with her and uh, Bale. Oh, like the adventures of like Bale, like yeah, and with, she's kind of there. With Jimmy but... Smiths, yes, in the film, and doing it's almost like a prelude to Rogue One. But right, it'd be pretty cool to well, see. Where would action. that match up with the Soka book when she meets um, Bale? Where would that be? That Soka. When is that Soka book? There's That's some cool time enough. in there. I'd, uh, there's a bit of a... I'm trying to think. We'd have to go back and look and see the timeline, how it lines up with Rebels. Right. Because she does have an appearance in Rebels yeah. as well. And Lost Stars. We yeah. see her in Thane. Yeah. And everyone yeah. at that dance. Oh, what maybe. Threw in? Right, so that gala. Yeah, as we get off on this tangent, <laughs> there's a few other things I want to throw on the table here because that just reminded me of seeing other characters from the books in the films. So there's an actress, her name escapes me at the moment, that Ron Howard took a picture with. For the untitled Han Solo film, um, she's younger, or she's middle-aged, kind of forty-ish uh, African American actress, and people are talking. Is it Ray Sloan? Oh, from New Dawn. From right. uh, she was in the Canon comic as well. Yes, uh, yes. And she's also in uh, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath books. She's right. like the main antagonist in there. So, right. how do you feel? Do you think it'd be cool to start integrating th- like? 
Sienna Ree, yes. Thane Kyrell. Yes. Because it could Sloan. be even her too. That would even match up with oh, yes, yeah. her. I, we, we, we've been talking about this big time that when is Star Wars going to give us more of that payoff? You know, we, yeah. we're reading the books, we're watching the cartoons, the comic books. When are we going to get Thane or when are we going to get Afra or some of these characters that were created in the cartoons and whatnot no. into the movies? Could this be the chance in a Han Solo film that we finally oh, get that so payoff? Awesome she would be, because in A New Dawn, when that ends, that's before Rebels and she's a captain. Right. And she's a grand admiral in aftermath so that's after return of the jedi so she'd be somewhere in that also oh, this actress might be too old no i think she's, she's 40 i think she, i don't know she kind of yeah, looks about yeah. i don't know how old she is but she could probably play that 30 to 40 right. would be my guess oh yeah because you're talking about young untitled han solo film right but so which character are you talking about the one from the aftermath books or are you talking about um ray sloan yeah ray sloan so yeah sienna okay. would probably be too, too young that actually be probably too old for her. too old to be yeah yeah okay um but yeah i think it'd be really cool, cool. to start seeing characters like this and i know that spurred off of talking about 11 <laughs> <laughs> but i just got my mind rolling i was like okay i just remembered about that picture ron howard tossed right. in and the thoughts of a thing being in a leia right movie or something like that yeah. right because he sees her but doesn't dance with her does he no i don't think he dances no i think well, that's sienna ends up anyways just sees her. what about han's wife Oh, um, wife. what's her name? Um, Something solo. I guess. Santa Solo. Yeah, she yeah. be this actress would be too old to play her as well. I don't know. That's yeah. another person that it right. could be huh. from the comic books. There, his his wife. Yeah, yeah. From that. To, yeah. That'd be we're, another we're cool character. I think here. we need to start seeing the comic book characters and the characters from the books make that leap into live action. You need that payoff. And it, it's almost you could do it in the anthology films for sure Star Wars stories because you can play a bit. I'm not say fast and loose with canon, but it would make sense to drop them in as either an antagonist or a nice nod to something bigger. And you're not playing too much with that Skywalker story at this point, bringing in other characters that are very well established in other media. Yes. This, this might be a place to do that. But I think these anthology movies are the way to introduce these characters. Again, like this backdoor pilot type thing for, hey, we're going to introduce this character and see where it goes from here. If if she becomes this fan favorite like they are in the books, like yeah. like with Sienna and Ray Sloan, like I really like Ray Sloan yeah. in the aftermath. Right. She's really I heard she's a big hit. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm looking forward to seeing more of her and she because she's strung right through the timeline from A New Dawn to the canon comic and into the aftermath yeah. books. So, she's on the Imperial side yeah. the whole time. So, yeah. Oh, Anyways, crazy. there's lots you could do there. <laughs> Super stoked on where all of that could go. But a yeah. few more TV shows here that I wanted to run through. The Gifted, the X-Men TV oh, right. show. Yeah. That dropped, I think, here in late September. Yeah. Um, I've heard okay things about it. It does tie to an X-Men universe of sorts. Right. There is explanation as to why the X-Men aren't there and why the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants aren't there as well, apparently, oh. tucked within the show. Interesting. So oh. it looks like they're at least taking it seriously, the, the continuity or, or crafting from the source material. So I'm probably not going to watch it, but it's something that if it does pop up on Netflix, I may give a couple episodes a watch. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Gotham. This is another one that's been going for a little while. I started, uh, yeah. we started watching it yeah, that's years right. ago. Yeah. And I'm not really into this very much, but no. I think they're showing young Bruce with a cowl on yeah, it. It's like sort. a kick-ass costume i don't yeah. mean kick ass is looking cool i mean kick ass <laughs> like the genre modern comic where it's like a, it's like a black costume yeah it looks no, very weird no ears yeah. it, it looks really 
bad. Really bad. <laughs> I, I still just wish they went the route where they you know, they just skip like ten years later. Bruce Wayne's training somewhere. Yeah. He's like yeah. eighteen or something. He's eighteen and yeah. he's training you know around the world and he's becoming a detective and oh, that's that's what I'd want. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that Darren Aronofsky failed film that he was going to direct before they went with Christopher Nolan, where Batman was like homeless and his Batmobile was a Cadillac. <laughs> and yeah it's very weird and he got the name batman because he had a ring that like it was like a tw or something that looked like thomas wayne but it looked like a bat wow like oh. something very awful <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah i don't see this getting out of this season really i don't know yeah. really anyone that watched anymore no um, it, it's kind of a cool concept but yeah we always said that from from years ago yeah is that jump this thing up five, eight years, For sure. whatever, 10 years, For sure. and get a Bruce Wayne that's either just come back from a year one style of training, even yeah. if you have to take him down in his age a little bit and kind of push the timeline back a bit. Yeah. But you could have done that. It didn't really go that route, which is fine. I think there's a Joker on there now. There was. They killed him off, then they brought him back, and but they still, they've been playing around and teasing yeah. that he's Joker, but we still just don't know. Yeah. Do you yeah. think with the success of Wonder Woman, the movie, they're going to have a TV show? I think there's a cartoon coming out, maybe. Oh, okay. That'd be really cool. Animated series. Because there's two. There's Teen Titans Go, which is actually really cool. If you get a chance. You like that one? I love it, yeah. I like the original Teen Titans cartoon. Oh, okay. This is more more childish, but it's got some good stuff in it. Cool, cool. And Justice League action. So the the thing that sucks about these is instead of being one 30-minute episode, they're two 15-minute episodes. So you can't really delve that deep into anything as opposed to like Batman the Animated Series or the X-Men Animated Series where... And those would be multiple parts as well. Especially yeah. the X-Men series. There'd be like four or five parts. Yeah. What's like the Avengers or Smitty's Heroes? Is like exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, now I, maybe kids' attention span isn't that long. So they have to have quick like 15 minutes here, yeah. 15 minutes there. Right. Yeah, I mean, if it was 30 minutes, I would enjoy the shows a lot more. But 15 minutes, it's good to just throw on when there's nothing else on. Yeah, because I know there's that Avengers Assemble or whatever. They're doing, I think, the Secret War arc right Is now. Is that still continuing? Because oh. they, they ended the Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was in that world, but they yeah. ended that one. But I think they're doing it. The Avengers is still going on. I think so. Wow. And wow. there's Guardians Season 2 coming. I think there's an Ant-Man cartoon coming wow. out as well. And there's still Agents of Smash, the Hulk one. Is that still going on? I don't know if that's on? still going on. Oh, okay. I don't really watch any of the animated stuff. No, I, I stopped since the uh, Earth's Money yeah, series because that was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about, uh, what's that one? Young Justice? It's coming back. That back season three yeah isn't that kind of streaming service yeah the new yeah. wb one yeah right there you go but you could just find it online <laughs> again we don't condone <laughs> <laughs> last one here um i haven't got into this but i've been meaning to get back into is the walking dead oh there yes is. Is that, that drops here on october 22nd and i don't have any plans on catching up i think everything dropped onto netflix at least the last couple of seasons so depending on if I can find time, I may try to binge through some of this to pick up this fresh new season. I don't get AMC, so again, I might have to find it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't condone. <laughs> I, I want to get into it. I, you know, I did watch the first season there, and I did like it. I think it's pretty cool. I just haven't had the time to, uh, no. to go any further. In the yeah, that, that's the thing. And coming back to this idea of so much nerddom coming at us, yeah. whether it's comic books or films or TV or whatever, there's so much to consume that you get saturated yeah yeah and that's what's happened with most of my tv watching is that it's been knocked off the big things that i've kept around are the netflix shows stranger things and that rebels and a few others designated survivor is another one i really like oh there you go yes yeah, so that's a good one but uh it's hard because 
again, where do we find the time to, to watch all this? And right. It's like your comic books. It's like your collecting. you got to pick and choose your favorites. Yeah. And if you can get to the next stuff, that's just kind of the cherry on yeah. top of it all. It's tough. Plus, i got the Commonwealth to listen to all the yes. time. There you go. Can't yeah. be watching these TV shows. <laughs> I, I found I've replaced TV shows with movies. Yeah. So a TV show, maybe 20 episodes, a half an hour. So that's 10 hours of time. Yeah. Whereas a movie is two hours. So you can watch five different movies in the same span as watching one season of a TV show. Plus, I just find it's nice to just veg out and I can just have a self-contained story where I don't have to remember okay, so this happened last week and what's going on again? And then, you know, I just, uh, I've just switched over to movies. Yeah. Well, it's that serialized nature of TV, of comic books that sometimes hang you up. And that's why the Netflix binging has become a big thing, right? Because yeah. it, yeah, it sucks up a ton of time, but it's all at once. You could consume it all, kind of just attack it. Yeah. And I almost like that better other than it's a huge time commitment. But that the serialized nature of TV is slowly going away. Yeah. Because people like these in big chunks of time. It's like a trade paperback, right? It's what do you prefer? I like the single issues. I like them because we collect them. Yeah. Right. I like them because I like having that, that floppy in front of me and just kind of paging through it. But a trade is so much more economic. It and really it's, is. you get a, a better read the majority of these arcs because they're they're designed to go into a trade. Yes. You get five issues, six issues or whatever that go into a trade and you get a continuous story through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of Weighing some of those options as to what's better, what can you consume, and what can you go back to later? Because the nice thing about all these TV shows, you either end up on Netflix or Shaw on Demand or some other streaming service later on down the road, and you can effectively binge watch all these. And that's what I do with a PVR. I'll wait till I have three or four Ages of Shields, and I'll kind of crack through them in a the morning or something like that when yeah. I do at the time. Yeah. So we do have the ability to, to rewatch these things, pause them, stop them, whatever. And I like that aspect of it. I don't think I've ever watched anything live in the last, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, years since yeah. I watched a TV time. show live. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. I knew it's I only because it's an accident. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think maybe the last thing I watched live was uh, the Oscars. Yeah. To be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Word shows. Yeah. 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 Probably. The yep. PVR has to be the greatest invention of mankind history. Yeah. It Do changed how people yeah. watch TV. You remember the VHS where you'd have to record it, but then it would never work because if, unless you were there at that time to record it. It wouldn't even work. You'd have to like set the timer and then it always cut off early or you would try like record it early and hope that it like kept and then it would always cut off. And Your tape would run out. Yeah, yeah. it was awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the VCR. Oh, the 90s. Yeah. yeah. The struggle was real. Yeah. And then you had to rewind it at the beginning and then if you didn't rewind it all the way to the beginning and you recorded it, it would cut off and you'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It was fun times, but I definitely, definitely, the PBR has been the greatest invention. The way to go. Yeah. For let sure. go the wheel fire that's all been done it's the pvr <laughs> you know if aliens came down and said show us the greatest thing ever i'd just be like here's the pvr yeah <laughs> not the computer and i <laughs> no 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 <laughs> all right we're kind of wrapping up our, our tv talk here we've touched on everything we're going to watch let's step into the film world let's do it dc the dc extended universe whatever you want to call it <laughs> they started to drop their promo art and they're really ramping up, I think, this promotion machine for Justice League coming. We've got a month-ish, just over yeah, a month, November month and a half. November 14th. Yeah, so six weeks or so before Justice League drops. Wee! Thor before that. But Justice League, they dropped Ooh, character three. posters for five of the six Justice League members. And they had color in them. Yeah. <laughs> like bright color. color. Yeah. Vibrant. <laughs> So, do you think this is Joss Whedon showing through a little bit here in the promotional art? That's a good point. Um, 
I don't know, because if you look at the Man of Steel and the Batman v Superman posters, they weren't very colorful. Um, the Wonder Woman ones, though, were very colorful. And True. I think she had some of the best movie posters I've ever seen. Yep. Unfortunately, they didn't use the movie posters for the Steel Book, but that's an argument for another day. <laughs> um, this Justice League, from what I've heard, and I'm inclined to believe them and believe Zack Snyder, Justice League was always meant to be a little bit more lighter in tone yeah. than BVS. You could see that in that first trailer. It wasn't mm-hmm. a great trailer, but you could see the direction they were going. Yeah, and I think um, when you look at some of the movie posters... Uh, the one we got at Comic-Con was brilliant with the faces, the Alex oh, Ross art. yeah, that was good. That's perfect, but no color, right? I yeah. mean, like, who cares? Because it was so beautiful. Yeah, it's so comic accurate. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. But these color posters, you know, they're bright, they're colorful, they're awesome. I, I love them. Um, are they Josh Whedon showing through? I still don't know how much he has control of this film. Some people are saying, you know, he's completely revamped the entire thing. Others are saying he was just there for two weeks to kind of shepherd this across the finish line. So I guess we won't know until we see the finished product, but I I like it. They're kind of neat. I wish there was a Superman one, though. (laughs) It's funny you say that, because I have to issue, and I did this on Twitter already, a public apology to DC, because I threw these up on our website, thenerdroom.net, and I complimented Warner Brothers DC for not giving us a Superman character poster because they've done a really good job at only maybe briefly teasing the appearance of Superman. We all know he's going to be in the film. We know Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Henry Calvo on social media has confirmed that, of course, he's in this film. So we know he's coming back. But even with that knowledge, even with the fandom knowledge, DC has stayed far away from revealing how he comes back or if he's in the black suit or if he's in the blue and whites, whatever. And then the next day after I put this article up and complimented them, a Superman poster, character poster, shows up on the internet. So I immediately jump all over this and say, hey, look, I said, bravo, DC, and then you drop this post the next day. Turns out that was a fan-made poster. Oh, (laughs) tricked. Sanjay, you do this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got him just to go to him, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so it was an incredible fan-made poster. Really well done. It fit the theme of all of it. But it turns out it's not. So... Confidence again to Warner Brothers DC <laughs> for keeping this Superman secret. Yeah. If he shows up, if Superman's in that black suit and has longer hair or whatever, and they don't show that before we sit down in the theater, I will be thoroughly impressed. It, because saving those secrets is not something they did in Batman vs. Superman. They showed a lot of footage for Wonder Woman. And I want to say that Marvel's very guilty of this as well. They like were all over Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. half the film. <laughs> yeah. And... Even Thor Ragnarok, like if, if you stay away from this stuff, it's fine. But they've shown a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they've stayed away from this and I'm pretty impressed by it. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. They're supposed to show one more trailer, but I'm not going to watch it. So this is I, I've done all the, you know, the spoilers and the footage for Justice League. I hope they don't show him, but it would make sense for them to show him because he's a big draw, yeah. right? So Superman only fans, I mean, they know... He's going to be in the film. But maybe, you know, Ma and Pa Kettle, who don't watch this stuff as closely as we do and the general audience, maybe they don't. Maybe they think he's actually dead and they won't, they'll still stay away. So do you think if people, the common moviegoer, we'll call them, if they don't see that Superman's in the Justice League, they will not go to this film? Or 
I think as long as Batman's in there, yeah. now you have the recognition of Wonder Woman. I don't know if Superman gets you that many more butts in the seats. That's true. I mean, this isn't 1977 anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're totally safe that way. You got Wonder Woman, you got Batman, you're safe to go. Um, it's interesting, though, because I think if them holding on to the secret of Superman not being in the film, obviously he will be. I think that kind of, like, deflates the, the theory I thought. And I think some people also had this theory as well that Green Lantern would pop up. I don't uh, think they're going to hit us with two double whammies. Yeah. A, a double whammy. <laughs> like that. So that kind of sucks. Um, to the posters, though, I think the posters are pretty cool. I really like this approach. It's it's colorful, but still different from Wonder Woman. But yep. it's, it's colorful. I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, sucks about the Superman. <laughs> what there? Hey? That's, a, that's a bummer. Yeah. But um, yeah, all in all, it's cool. You know, I have to disagree with you, Sanjay, though, um, yeah. about the Joss Whedon. I think Joss Whedon's done a lot, actually, in this film. I think, oh, okay. he, you know, because he cut out Eisenberg. He yeah. cut out uh, Iris right. West, Praise. I believe. Yeah. He's changed the music. I think he's doing a lot of different things in this film uh, for the better. Yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll have to see. We won't yeah, really absolutely. know until, it's, until it happens, right? But he's, yeah. he's spent quite a bit of time on this film because they... I think they just finished filming, or they're still yeah. finished filming. I, I think they're finished now. At least I hope so. They just did. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Uh, they kind of close. Yeah, you, you brought yeah. up an interesting part about the music. Did you guys hear that Danny Elfman? He's scoring the film, yeah. Yeah. and he said that uh, what's the direct, uh, this composer's name? Junkie XL. From no, from like he's done like all the big Spielberg movies. John, John Williams. Williams. Yeah, so his Superman theme will be making an appearance in this film. As well as his 1989 Batman theme. Oh. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. They're bringing these classics back, even though they don't fit at all in the DC universe. And this does. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest theme yeah, of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, this those themes are awesome and amazing. But this is a complete departure from what Junkie XL and from what Hans Zimmer did in Man of Steel and BVS. Yeah, and I love the Man of Steel soundtrack. It's one of the best. It's one of the best. That first trailer is haunting. Oh, so good! It's one of the best trailers of all time. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's a good thing. I think that a score makes a huge difference in a film. We talk about this every time I do a film review: is the score. Yeah. We just went through this with the Avengers is that they're fairly flat in, in the MCU. Yeah. But if they can come at us with a big score and tying in those those themes that are recognizable to fandom to people that have watched these movies since the 80s into the 90s and that, I think that's a good idea. And we say this all the time, like in Rogue One, in Rebels, when they tie in some of those main Star Wars themes, we're always like, yes, yeah. it just yeah. brings back that rush of emotion. It connects you to the film through the music. And I think for us, we've always said that the score needs to be a character in the film. It Absolutely. needs to draw on those emotions. And if they can do that through the use of the Superman theme, through the Batman 89 theme, and then wrap this up into a much larger score... I say all the power to you. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. I agree. That's going to be cool. So did they say they're going to use like the original ones? Or are they going to kind of like remake them a little bit? Tweak them uh, up for a modern day? Or? For what I heard, it's going to be the original Superman theme kind of melded together with the Man of Steel theme. Ooh. You kind of got wow. that though, didn't yeah. you? In the Man of Steel theme was a bit of that original. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely heavily influenced yeah. by it. Because that John Williams score is just fantastic. From Superman the movie, it's... You know, people say it's dated, but I still stand by those Christopher Reeves, those first two films. To me, that that those got me into a Superman fan, and I will always love them. As cheesy as some of them are, <laughs> some parts are, they're great. I mean, I love them to death. We have to do a Superman 
franchise review after we're done the Marvel. I think that, well, that's the way that I think we'd go. And we'd like to actually hear from you guys. Yeah. We'd like to see next. Because I think we continue after we get into May next year when Infinity War drops. And yeah, we'll continue to do the weekend of release reviews for everything big in the DC, Marvel, and Star Wars. But I'd like us to continue to do X-Men or Superman. I think we swing over to the DC for sure. It was a Dark Knight or Superman and do a retrospective on that. Those are a lot shorter time commitments. It's a couple months. But continue the rollout of the retrospective series of once a month and kind of go through different movies. So if you guys have suggestions, throw them to us on Twitter, wherever. Yeah, let us know. I got an idea. Okay, this is maybe this is what we'll do. All three of us will all suggest one franchise once we're done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then we'll have our viewers, our not our viewers, our listeners, unless they're watching us right now, <laughs> our listeners vote on which one they would like to see. And we'll have a write-in candidate. And uh, just let, let us know what you guys think. What do you guys think of that? I mean, you guys have any franchises that you're dying to discuss with us yeah because you know we do have a 100th episode coming up here yes, oh. that's right. and the mcu retrospective is what we announced on our one year and so hopefully at some point we're gonna roll up maybe some more content here coming out of the nerd room and yeah if that's another retrospective series that's the way we're gonna go cool. so Ooh. little tease there we got still 11 episodes or so to go so we got quite a bit of a bit of time to sort and iron some of this out but 100th episode, we're going to be doing big things here again. We're constantly evolving, constantly trying to change here in the nerd room. I know we've gone off on a huge tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where we began, to be honest with you. Somewhere in Justice League. <laughs> Actually, this all kicked off with an Elfman score. Oh, okay. Yes, that's And now right. we're teasing our 100th episode. Danny Elfman. <laughs> so the wheels are turning here at the nerd room. Just know that, guys. And if you got suggestions, whatever, toss them this way. Back to Justice League. Yes, my Let's favorite topic. Because we got to get into a little Star Wars talk here cool. before we cap off this episode i'm actually excited for this the thing that excites me though is that joss whedon is part of this Zack snyder for some of his faults there's some some good stuff there the batman scene and the <laughs> warehouse scene whatever. Yeah. anyways we're not getting into that we're not getting into <laughs> this happens every podcast with me yeah but i'm excited for this and i i'm hearing good things like i'm, I'm actually quite happy that like Luther was cut out of this film yeah and I'm excited to watch this because I think this is going to be a very different viewing experience than we had initially anticipated when we knew this movie was coming, when we did our year in, or when we did our most anticipated right. for right. 2017. Yeah, yeah. 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 Didn't and make my list and now no. like, I, I'm going to see it opening night. Yeah, so there nice. you go. I was thinking of taking the day off after, uh, from work on the Friday. So see it the Thursday and then the Friday see it three times during the day. Really, you I'm get, off that Friday, so... Do you want to do it? Let me know. Yeah? We'll still get the Thursday viewing, I guess. But that's like right? 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Just stay in the theater. We don't yeah, get just like put, a, put a mustache on and be like, I'm hide Superman. Hide under the seats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, Troy, you could hide under the seats. <laughs> They'd be like, who's that hulking guy behind the seats there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you can catch us hiding behind the seats yeah. at your local Cineplex or Landmark. They're going to be like, why are these two guys hiding behind the seats together? Like, I don't really know what's going on here. Just leave them. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is for Rob Wade. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. On that segue, not really, but I'm going to transition very poorly into Star Wars. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Star Wars, let's get a little collecting here. Okay. Actually, I almost purchased Star Wars on VHS. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. That's episode 2, right? Wow, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that it came on VHS. Yeah. I was totally shocked. I have Phantom Menace on... I have Phantom Menace as well. With the... 
whatever. It's, the, it's the pod race on the yeah, but it's like that not hologram, but that lithograph or whatever. Oh, the, really? Front, it's like that gold plastic. Case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what mine was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it came with like a little card in the front that when you turned it, it kind of moved. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I, can't those I think that lasted for me. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the stores that we that we frequent quite a bit to find some of these black series and three and three quarter inch, what have you, is Toys R Us, and they filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Yeah. And that worried me quite a bit. They've <laughs> piled up about a $6 billion debt wow. over the last couple of years. Oof. And they've got some sort of loan, some sort of extension to hold them over, I think, until the new year. They got their big proving ground is Christmas time. And I, I want to get your guys' thoughts and opinions here on, one, what could happen if Toys R Us disappears from Canada and the U.S. And two, what would drive you into a toy store? Like what gives you that that motivation to not just shop for everything online. Because we do have that convenience factor with online, but Toys R Us needs to come up with some sort of plan to drive people back into Toy Stores. What do you guys think that could be? Yeah, so what would the waste or what would the um, landscape look like in Canada, especially uh, if Toys R Us goes under? It would be a wasteland because in Canada, we don't have Target. We lost Zellers. I think everyone lost Zellers. We don't have Kmart. I don't even know if that's still around. Yeah, Kmart but, in the States. Used to be here. Not yeah. Here. Yeah. So there's so many stores. And then uh, if Toys R Us goes, the only place would be Walmart. And yeah, Indigo even stopped doing all their... Yeah. Uh, they only have an online Nets. catalog. EB Games, which has been great. Yeah. They've been, they've been stepping up. Yeah. yeah. They've been great. I remember as a kid... Sears had a great toy section. Mm-hmm. Zellers, the Bay the had bay. a great. It was amazing. Yeah, even Canadian Tire was it Canadian Tire? Yeah. Yeah. Save like Tire? Santa. Canadian Tire yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah, does have a toy section. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll have to check that out. But like every like superstore had a toy section. Now I think they still do, but it's, it's cut really way. Small. Yeah, like for them when the Forces Awakens dropped, that was one of the main places I was getting three and three quarter inch. Oh, wow, it's from okay. the superstore. Yeah. So when you Which said is a grocery small, store in Canada, you meant literally small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would be a wasteland. Uh, I would be so disappointed because I love going to Toys R Us. Picking up, it's one of the only places I could get the Wonder Woman action figures. Walmart didn't carry them for some reason, which shocked me. It's only the biggest movie of the summer. Like, hello, Walmart. Ah, that goes to homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant I meant domestically. Okay, I don't know how your numbers are you getting skewed. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you look at the butt, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and then, like, Justice League even, Walmart doesn't have much. It's Toys R Us where I've been finding success. Um, I'd be so disappointed. I've seen so many great stores that I grew up with go to the wayside. I mean, childhood now compared to when we grew up, completely different. And it wasn't even that long ago. Well, the internet changed that. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, we still grew up with the internet, but it wasn't nearly the intrusion the as it is. Probably until I was in high school. I had AOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing songs off the internet. Did. Napster. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't get the appeal of online to an extent. I mean, when I... The big thing I collect is movies. And... I want the movie now and I want the collectible now. So when people buy something online and they say, oh, it's cheaper, they don't factor in that. They don't get the product right away. They have to ship it through the mail, which could take a couple days, maybe a week, depending where it's coming from. Whereas if you just go to the store, you know, and you pick it up, 
maybe you pay two, three bucks more, but you get the product and you can use it immediately. So that's where I'm coming from. It's like same day shipping though. But it's like two day is Amazon's best, right? It's to Canada. To Canada. That's until they put the headquarters in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers exactly. crossed. Bid for it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. Um, but yeah, like I, I see maybe I'm just too out of touch. What do you, I mean, do you guys buy most of your stuff online or? I, I, I don't buy anything really online unless it's something I cannot find. I'm like you, and I'm, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, though. With online shopping, it's convenience, it's accessibility to things that you can't get, and it's, it shows up at your doorstep and you don't have to leave your house. Now, whether or not that's what you're, you want your experience to be is another story, but for me, I like going on the hunt, on the toy run. Absolutely. And, and getting in there and getting in the trenches and having that, that euphoric moment when you grab that hair, when you grab whatever, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I got it. Like sometimes it's agonizing and sometimes there's a lot of anxiety built into it yeah <laughs> it i like that experience of going to the toy store how does toys r us capture that experience for everybody they have to rethink on how maybe it's store layout or whatever but they have to rethink on how to make going to the toy store again an experience if you I, the thing i always go back to is do you remember that scene in home alone 2 when he walks in that giant toy store and he's yeah. blown away that's how every kid needs to feel going into a Toys R Us, just completely blown away. They need to have the trains going, they need to have the Lego set up, they need to have just an experience. Now they're doing a bit of this now, they've announced that they're doing this augmented reality thing where you have your phone up and you're in the store and you go to certain places and things pop up. But it needs to be interactive, more so than on your phone or whatever. Not every kid has a phone. And yeah, they'll be walking around with an iPad or whatever, but to me, it's got to be that experience. That's the thing that they can leverage with a brick and mortar store over top of online shopping is that you come to Toys R Us and you have an experience. This is a toy store from what you remember as a kid, like from our generation. Like I remember going in and just being like jaw drop with pegs of figures and how things were set up and laid out. Like the Star Wars wasn't tucked off in a corner. Maybe because it's not for me a toy store. It's not <laughs> <laughs> focused on me, but... I, it just to me it's experience yeah. that you need to promote yeah yeah you know it, it's crazy I, I gotta say you know apart from the first time you and I went to um, First Friday that's probably the most success most success I've ever had at an actual Toys R Us yeah. I gotta be honest I've gone to EB Games and I've gone to um, Walmart and, and Chapters and online and my comic book shops and that's where I've yeah. gone my most successful hunts it, it hasn't really been often Toys R Us and I feel like they've been lacking for quite some time mm-hmm. obviously they have been because they filed for that chapter 11 yeah. you know it's unfortunate you know just like how we lost uh the blockbusters I and mean, the hmvs like i love cds and i love you know you know that's probably the experience when you went on dates is going to blockbuster and picking your right? movies and, whatnot, yeah. right? and that's all gone but um unfortunately for for, for towards the rest we've just been lacking in that in that sense but we still have the walmarts we still have these other places that that provide and i feel like walmart does it all whereas towards us only focused on that one mm-hmm. and they still failed in that sense like you, you mentioned lego but i just went into lego the other day literally just to see the millennium falcon because they have these cool displays yeah. going on they, yeah. they they draw you into their store towards us isn't doing that my daughter is just about to turn three and every time we go to the mall can we go to the lego store because yeah. they got a bin of lego right set yeah. up that the kids can 
dump their hands right. into yeah. and play for a bit while I'm wandering around looking at all the displays. That's right. It's, it's part of the experience. You, yeah. you mentioned, uh, or, or you go to the Disney store. Again, another place yeah. that had great success. Mm-hmm. These guys, when they open, they have a, they put on a show. They have yeah. this big key and my daughter loves it. All kids love it. It's, uh, it's part of the experience. Again, Toys R Us isn't doing those kind of things. You know, All these places yeah. are giving you the kind of gimmicks that they, they, that they can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, EB Games, they have midnight releases for certain things. It's a cool event. Yeah. Force Fridays have been let down since the one we went to. Even that one was kind of hard because you can only walk out with two figures, yeah. I believe, right? That's one of their big events, and they've been dropping the ball there too, you know? So um, their time has kind of come and gone for them to step step up to the plate. Well, it's that refusal to evolve. And you saw yeah. this with Kodak. You saw this with Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. They, they refused to shift their business model into something different yeah. to recognize what they need to do to compete with the Netflix, to compete with the digital camera and all that. And it seems like Toys R Us is going down a similar path where they're not evolving. They've, they've looked the same and felt the same for 15, 20 years. Yeah. And it's time to step up and do something different. It's interesting that you point out Lego and the Disney store because that's yeah. exactly what they are. My daughter freaking loves going in there. Right. But she likes going to Toys R Us, but she always just gets so thrown off and confused. There's no focus in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. or flow. Yeah. Mean, right? yeah. She just goes in and then she kind of goes, she likes babies and stuff like that. So she goes in there and, and I'm kind of, across the way looking at Star Wars stuff. But yeah, it, I don't know what exactly you need to do, but it's about the experience. And yeah. it's about product too, because you say, EB Games, we've had so much success in there. You yeah. still can go in there and find Guardians Wave. You can find the Luke and Race Speeder, although they are overpriced, yeah. but they're still there and they're always there. Yes, You go in and they're usually stacked deep. Yeah. yeah, And having that product on the shelf is makes a big difference. Yeah, That's why we go to EB Games, because they consistently have the product on the shelf. Yeah. And sometimes you miss things here and there, but you know it's there because you see remnants of the waves. That's right. That's right. And that's what you need. You need to have the confidence that I could be that person that goes in there on the random Saturday or Tuesday or whatever and actually get these action figures. Yeah. yeah. And with Toys R Us, you don't have that confidence. It's like no. I could go there every single week and the same things are on the pegs. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mentioned CB Var too. It's, it's 2017 and Toys R Us doesn't even have an app. Do you think that action figures, they're more geared towards adults now, whereas when we were kids, you could save up your allowance, and I remember, you know, the X-Men wave figures were 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. And and they were, like, they're smaller, less detailed, but I didn't care. Like, I still played with them, and I loved yeah. them, and I thought they were amazing. Now you get the Justice League, the Marvel Legends, they're 30 bucks, mm-hmm. And it wasn't even that long ago. There's no way that the price is inflated three times what it is but those are six inch compared to like five the five inch yeah. yeah so you still have the three and three quarter star wars and marvel that come out oh, okay that are eight bucks oh okay so this is fairly reasonable yeah yeah um and i mean do you think i've heard this bandied about online but one thing that toys r us is looking into is after hours like birthday parties and stuff like that to kind of draw kids in and then you can you know buy the space and then you can buy the products there and maybe have like special products or every kid gets a toy kind of thing like kids birthdays would i take my daughter there for a birthday probably not because what's there to do there yeah like at least when the ones that like the cineplex and they have that you go you do the party you go watch a movie this is i guess you can play with some toys but they'd probably much rather be running around on slides and all this kind of stuff, That's right? That's true, yeah. So it seems like you'd have to commit to more of a like an event-style release for a wave of something, whether yeah. it's Star Wars or Marvel or DC, something to that effect. Hire yeah. the 501st to come in yeah, or, and wander or, around the store. And, yeah, or if you're picking up the, um, the Black Series... 
uh, lightsabers or something. Yeah. Like have some dudes in there or girls that are using the lightsabers. Yeah. Like San Diego Sabers. San Diego Sabers. You <laughs> yeah. know, come on down to Toys R Us and save this place, you know? Yeah. yeah. Give us a demonstration on the, on the combat skills. Like something yeah. like that would be kind of cool to see um, because they're just not really offering much. Well, it's, yeah. Again, it's an experience. It's an event. I've always yeah. thought it'd be cool at a Toys R Us, the midnight releases, if they paid someone to put a screen up and just had the trailers roll them. Even yeah. if they can't, don't, can't get the rights to show the films, yeah. just roll the trailers. Yeah. Have the 501st show up. Have hot dogs, whatever. Yeah. Make it an experience. And I think that's what they're lacking, both in the store and for events. Right. So, Definitely. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Anyways, let's talk about some of the products that we do sometimes commonly find <laughs> the Disney Store and Toys R Us. The Elite Series, Wave 2. I know you guys don't get into this. This is the die-cast action figures, the 6 to 7-inch, the Disney Store exclusive. We had their first wave drop on Force Friday at the Disney Store. They are shelf camping. As we had predicted, oh, yeah. these things are stacked deep. They're not going anywhere. They'll probably be discounted the same way we saw the Force Awakens and Rogue One figures down to about, I don't know, $6, $7. Yeah, super cheap. <laughs> so I did pick up two on Force Friday, but I'm waiting the rest of those out. And we talked about evolution of a product and evolution of a store. This is a line that needs a serious facelift because... No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> literally a facelift on the figures, yeah. on the paint jobs, but... Overall, as a line, they're just not selling. And something they're doing a little different here with Wave 2, which kind of surprised me. We talked about in the past about how this needs to change to become more of an exclusive run of figures. Make them harder to get. If you remember back to just before The Force Awakens, they did six weeks of limited releases that required a raffle. You had to go into the store, take a ticket, and you sat there, and there was 12 per store. And if you had a ticket there and they called that ticket, you got to get the action figure. And my wife did this for three weeks for me and she ended up only getting the Vader. I ended up getting, this is a prequel and the original trilogy, the Vader, Boba Fett, Stormtrooper, Anakin, Mm, Maul, and Grievous. I've never seen the Grievous ever. But these are really hard to get and made that line and got people excited for it. Since then, they haven't done really anything like that. They've had a few exclusive releases, the prototype Boba Fett on Force Friday or... Star Wars Day, May the 4th, a couple years ago. But with this second wave, they've gone back to this individual week release for these figures. They're not dropping a whole wave at once. So over the course of the next six weeks, starting on October 27th, each week they're releasing a single figure. And we've gone to the Disney store, my wife and I, a couple times to see if it's going to be a similar raffle style of release. They've yet to give us any sort of confirmation. But they could be going down this path to generate a bit more hype behind these action figures, is driving people back to get them. And right now, with the second wave, we'll be getting Chewbacca with the Porg. We'll be getting Finn, Poe Dameron, Rose and BB-8, C-3PO, Captain Phasma, and Snoke. So for me personally, when I look at this, if it's a limited release, I'm going to ask my wife to go to every single one. (laughs) If it's... A wide release, not going to be difficult. I'm going to wait till these drop in price. So that you can see from a collector, from someone that likes these, but is not willing to pay full price if they're going to go on discount, compared to if they're limited release, what I'm willing to do to get these things. So I think from a line perspective, they need to start to change how they're doing that and do a limited release. It's going to really tick me off when I can't get them, but I think that's why they have to go with this line because they're competing with the Black Series, similar scale, slightly more expensive. The detail on the armored figures and the weight and the die cast is awesome, but 
they can't compete with the human figures. So you're sitting on this weird, they're double competing with themselves with Hasbro and the Elite Series, and they need to do something to separate themselves from the Black Series, and making them ultra-exclusive is a way to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's unfortunate with this line. I remember when they when they first came out, um, we were kind of comparing them to the Diamond Marvel Selects yeah. line, where they're nearly seven inches tall, um, decent articulation, and they, they looked at the time sculpted better mm-hmm. than the Marvel Legends. And as the series has progressed, it it's been lacking. I feel the faces we've we've mentioned before are always kind of lacking in quality of the faces, and the articulation is not that great. These things are straight up meant to be in the box, which is a big disadvantage because I feel like as much as of a box collectors and box collectors as we are, there's also a big group out there that are all about the poses, all about the articulation, and and these guys just aren't on par with articulation no. at all. But like you mentioned, the weight is good; they feel great if you can get them out of the box and just give them a certain pose. Cool, you just can't get many poses out of them. Yeah, I, I started pulling some of them out, the ones that I had duplicates of. Yeah, and the Kylo Ren, the K two, I got up here, and I've got the Death Trooper. Right, they look awesome. Yes, but again, the posability is limited. It You're is. basically a standing position with a gun or kind of doing a force choke type thing. Yeah, so there is some limitation there. You don't have that ability like a Black Series to have them kind of crawling like you do a lot with your Marvel yeah. Legends um, on the individual stands. They're probably too heavy to put in those plastic stands too. For sure, to have them kind of, I guess you don't really have them jumping around and floating much, <laughs> so it's it's a great line yeah i really like it but they've got to find a way to separate themselves out from the black series and to get away from having these things shelf camp until they're seven bucks a piece right because it's just it's just not feasible it's i'm really surprised they are, have this depth and this volume coming out in this line i thought they were really limited for last jedi because it hasn't been successful in the last two runs yeah but one series that has been quite successful is the black series and we've got a good indication here as to what wave three is going to look like it's for the most part repacks of wave two and wave one but we are getting the snoke in the six inch without the throne without that eb game exclusive throne we're getting rose and we're also getting the 2016 fan choice figure Jaina solo yeah so this is going to be a big figure. I think it's going to play a lot like the Revan. Definitely. It's going to act as a short pack exclusive almost when it's not. It's a one per case, but this figure is going to be very, very difficult to find. If you find the Janus Solo, grab it. Even if you're not completely familiar with the Legends character, I'm not, I know I've read a couple stories with her in it, same yeah. with Revan, but having that figure, that exclusive, what appears to be an exclusive figure, yeah. is going to look awesome. I yeah. think that's... This is going to be the prize for that wave because repacking in this, you've got Maze and the Praktorian Guard, um, Snoke's Guard there, and you've also got Kylo, Ray, and Luke. So we're going to see a lot of Kylo, Ray, and Luke. Oh, yeah. There's, that's two waves for Ray and Luke and three waves for Kylo. Yeah. So Kylo is going to be taking up shelf space until <laughs> episode nine. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that, that Maze, that Mascatana, um I, when I saw her, the image, her goggles were up. Do we know if those come down? Not sure. I've not seen the figure in person. Oh, okay. okay. So she comes out in wave two as well. Okay. So she's going to be a relatively easy figure to find. Yeah. Same with the Praktorian guard. Yeah, I'm not feeling that guard. I'm no? not feeling them. The more I'm looking at them, and I know George Lucas was inspired by like Samurais and whatnot, but the more I'm looking at that armor, the more it feels out of Star Wars. Yeah. But uh, besides that, I'm not really impressed with this wave that much. I'm not... F- big fan of uh of finn's look you know the imperial undercover yes wave two wave two yeah yeah uh rose is that wave two or yeah, three wave three that's wave three so that should be a cool pickup snoke obviously yeah. that's a huge pickup but it's it's solo that's 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 massive i don't even know much about that character but yeah. i am a fan of, of legends and 
I got Revan. You yeah. got Revan, so you gotta have that exclusive legend. Yeah, because we're probably character. never gonna see this character again in plastic form. Maybe in the vintage collection. Right. But they seem to be really veering away from this legends line. And they didn't do the three and three or the six inch, sorry, fan choice figure this year. It was in the for the vintage line, which Dr. Afra got voted for. So right. if you're out there, if you're on the run and you see the Janus Solo, just grab it. Yeah. I'll find it. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> also, the one from Wave 2 that now becomes a big figure is the General Leia. Okay, yeah, that's a must. Have. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be a hard one to get to. So if you see the General Leia, if you see the Janus Solo, those are the big ones to get. How about the Poe? He could be another one that might not get repacked on the okay. line. And you, if you see him... You gotta grab him. Gotta grab him. Yeah, yeah. He's worth it too, especially because they really improved. From what we've seen the images, they improved on his face sculpt yeah. a lot. Going they back to the last two is, it's three D imaging, haven't they? Yet? Oh they, yeah, uh, I go back to the Marvel Legends Jessica Jones. Yeah. That face sculpt is incredible of that actress, and they've been stepping it up with uh, with Orlando as well. All these guys' face. Uh, Adam Driver. If you go back to the first Kylo Ren maskless one compared to yeah. the most recent Force uh, Last Jedi. Ren. it's like night and day mm. we even look at the luke's between the farm boy luke that we got in the black series the single carded versus the one in the land speeder yes and then the updated leia as well from the black series to the, to the 40th, 40th. Yeah. yeah so they've made big headway in their Definitely. face sculpts yeah which sets them apart from the elite series yeah exactly and that's yeah. what comes back to we just mentioned the um the possibility the articulation and the face yeah faces are like night and day between those series yeah. yeah so two big waves coming out within the next couple of months we're going to see this wave three and hopefully wave two some point soon here i imagine wave three in canada at least will be closer to the release of the last jedi maybe into end of november early november it's hard to say these things are up for pre-order on places like dorkside toys big bad toy store so they're saying q4 wow. so that's within the next three months but we still have yet to see Wave 2 up here, and people are getting that on Force Friday. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure these are going to be hitting hard, but those are the figures I think you have to chase. Yeah. It's the Janusol, it's that General Leia, and the next two waves. So those are going to be the big ones. Get your hands on them. Yeah. If you can, and send them to us, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a few other things we were going to go through here, but we're running a bit short on time. The last thing, though, that I do want to touch on quickly is the book, from a certain point of view, dropped yesterday, October 2nd. And this is a short story book composed of 40 different stories that focus in and around, I believe it's A New Hope, but it's characters from the periphery, background characters. It gives a little bit of insight as to what's going on and telling little individualized stories there. The thing that it kind of got me about this, and some of the guys over in the Commonwealth have been talking about this, is they're referring to it as soft canon. Huh, soft canon, I don't yeah. like that. So it's, it's, it's canon that's... Maybe they're playing a little fast and loose. Uh, there's a few. There's a Yoda story in there. There's a few other stories that they're questioning how much control, say, the, the story group had over this or if they just kind of gave the writers the freedom to just tell a story. And how do you feel about soft canon in Star Wars in general, outside of this book even? Yeah, don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. They've worked so <laughs> hard to wipe away the legend stuff. Why now present us with something like this, this book that's 36 hours where it's questionable canon. I I don't get that, but I'm not on board with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't think all of it is soft canon, but yeah. there might be some parts of it. Right. It's pretty cool concept, pretty cool idea. I think I'm going to definitely check it out, but we'll see. Huh. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I still got to go after Claudia Gray's uh, Leia book. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the next on my list. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I've been hearing about it. Yeah. So much to catch up on, so much to go through. We got, we got a Rebels 
poster that was dropped as well. Yes. Um, we don't have a ton of time to talk about that, but I think maybe we'll just touch on that. I cool. was going to skip that, but I think we got to touch on it just a bit. <laughs> cool. So season four poster, we tossed it up on the website there, did a little little article. Um, the one big thing that I want to point out about this poster, though, and get your opinion on, yeah, is this wolf. Big bad wolf. Yeah. So this is a Floney creation. This is a wolf of Lothal or whatever it is. Yes. Um, it's quite prominent on the poster, and it's sitting flanked by Thrawn and Governor Price. What are your thoughts on, just from a high level, we'll get into this in our Star Wars Rebels alert after show. We're going to do a bit of a prelude to Star Wars Rebels before it airs on October 16th. We'll get into maybe a bit more detail, but just a high-level opinion on the presence and the prominence of this wolf on this poster. Um, I, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot more of this wolf than we thought. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the theory's been debunked that the wolf and Ahsoka are one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have some kind of connection, but I don't really know. I, you know, going to the poster, I don't really like the poster actually that much. I, I think it's kind of bland. Um, you know, with every Rebels season, I feel like we've gotten them, they've aged a little bit more, at least especially going from season two to season three. Here it looks like we were with the exact same cast that we mm-hmm. have from the last season, but yet this is meant to tie in to Rogue One, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, I think this season, more so than the others, is going to be almost a continuum from the end of season three into season four. Oh, Because okay. we're going straight to Mandalore. Right, yes. First episodes with yes. Sabine, right? So maybe there'll be a time jump later on in the season. Potentially. That would make a lot more sense yeah. to get to uh, to Rogue One. But yeah, this this wolf is is very interesting. I don't I don't know exactly where this is going to fall, but this is the platform to do it. My thing is with Rebels is the stuff like the Bendu and even the Night Sisters, which I know were introduced back in um, the Clone Wars. It's stuff you can only do in the animated series. I don't yeah. feel like you can do that in the movies or even in one-shot films, uh, like a Star Wars story. So if they're going to do some kind of <laughs> hokiness with this wolf, this is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've said before, my theory on the wolf is that that was my force trip in theory. Yes. The wolf isn't actually physically present. It's something that's involved in some sort of force vision with Ezra and Kanan. Right. And I'm sticking with that. But I think I agree that because of its prominence on the poster, it's going to play a much bigger role than we had initially anticipated Right. with this. I thought it was going to be a one-and-done type thing. It looks like it could potentially be a running theme or a running presence throughout the series. What do you think of its green eyes? I don't know. It looks a bit more evil-ish. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Because we have seen, I think in the trailer, we saw um, Ezra obviously writing it. And yeah. I thought we saw Ezra have a connection with it. Yeah, at one point. it looked like it, yeah. Ezra, you know, with, with Jedis, you have um, Quinlan Voss, who has a connection with, like, lightsabers and tools. Anything he touches, he can kind of get the history of the object. Um, Anakin was a great pilot. He had fast reflexes. Um, he's a tinkerer of some sorts. You know, Mace Windu kind of has, a like, a pinpoint power where he mm-hmm. can, like, you know, break down an object and Ezra obviously has some kind of like beast control yeah. seen throughout the season. Do you think that's the connection between Ezra and this animal? Like that's his force, like superpower? Yeah, it looks yeah. like it could be. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. And Floney loves the wolves. And he loves the wolves, yeah. It's, it, that's kind of cool how you laid that out, how each force user, or at least some of them, has kind of this ability to connect with something deeper or on a deeper level. Right. And yeah, this could be Ezra's thing that he connects to animals in a, in a different way. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we're going to get into all sorts of depth on that on, uh, on our Star Wars Rebels Alert, our after show. Uh, we're going to do a prelude episode before October 16th, yes. before all of this airs. So that's coming in the next couple of weeks. And kind of go through some of our predictions and theories as to what we think is going to happen in this season. Maybe surrounding some deaths, 
maybe with this wolf, what we're going to see with Thrawn. So we got a lot of detail we're going to go into there, but we're going to spare Sanjay. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm still a, here. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the wolf represents the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a big couple weeks coming up here. We've got Rebels. We've got prelude episodes to Thor, Ragnarok, and Justice League coming in early November. New York Comic Con is this weekend as well. Oh, so more toy talk. Up. Yeah, more toy talk. Yeah. Probably a trailer or two. There's rumors that The Last Jedi trailer is coming out next week. Right. I've already made a commitment to not watch it, and I'm really, really, really contemplating that now. I'm probably <laughs> going to break it and watch it. So next week's going to be another big week. We're wrapping up New York Comic Con. Potentially another Justice League trailer. Yep. Yeah. Potentially a Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. And who knows? Maybe we're going to get that Infinity War trailer. I would just lose my mind if we got all of that. Can you imagine? If they show that Infinity War trailer at New York Comic Con again and don't show it to the public, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, yeah. It'll play before Star Wars for sure. 100%, but I don't want to wait to December to watch (laughs) I got to wait to December to watch The Last Jedi. I don't want to wait to watch the Infinity War trailer. Can can you go without watching it? Because we're only like, what, six months away. Was I watching the Infinity War trailer? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll try. Wow, you're gonna do it? I'm gonna go. You're gonna go no, cold into Infinity War? Well, I already did see the trailer online. So. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you did. We didn't condone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, no more trailers from here on out. You're not watching a single Infinity War trailer. No. That's wow. incredible. I'm gonna try. We'll see how long it lasts. Jeez. Especially One if hour. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna cap it off there. We're we're. Way over our normal timeline, but we had a lot to catch up on there. We're going to be coming at you guys next Thursday with a new episode covering New York Comic Con, hopefully some trailers. We've got our Iron Man 3 and Thor 2 retrospective episodes dropping this month. We've promised to get them both out, especially that Thor before Ragnarok drops. We need to talk about Thor The Dark World. And Do we yeah, have to? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Thor The Dark World. <laughs> Didn't we see that in theaters together? Potentially. I think that might... No, here's the thing. Iron Man 3 yeah. was our friend Tyler's, his wedding, so we missed that. That's right. And Thor of Dark World, I think it was the first time when we... That's when we started going together all the time. Yeah, that's right. And we, I don't think we've missed a Marvel one. No, um, we probably have. Yeah. We've Guardians missed quite a bit. We've seen this every time. We've seen them all together. I actually know. <laughs> well, we've all seen them, just not together. <laughs> we are seeing Thor Ragnarok together. That's and right. And Justice League, I will commit to coming and seeing it with you as Woo! well. Yeah. IMAX, out in the Northwest. Yeah, way far away. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic being back, talking news, comic books, all of that. This is a big wrap-up, big mixed bag episode, but I've had a lot of fun doing it. Can't wait to get talking more next week. If you'd like to be a part of this show, almost forgot the outro. <laughs> you can always grab us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or YouTube. Our Twitter handles, like always, are at the end of the episode. And you can also grab us on our website. Just use the Contact Us page. And make sure you're going and checking out thenerdroom.net. We're throwing up articles there periodically. And also amalgamating all the trailers, posters, all of the dates, everything you could think of for Marvel and Star Wars fandom. Kind of chuck it all in one spot so you don't have to go searching all over the internet for things. Just come to thenerdroom.net. I like it. Yes. All right, guys. Until next week for The Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering The Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. 
For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.